Hi, everybody. This is Jeffrey Short from MarketScale. Healthcare and healthcare reform have been in the news for many, many years, but particularly in the last couple of weeks, uh, there's been a executive order that has been issued by the Trump administration regarding healthcare transparency. It's a much more complicated issue than many people think. And to learn a little bit more about it, we've brought in Mark Pauly, a professor of healthcare management at the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about this myself. It's something that's been dominating a lot of the headlines uh, recently, especially with that executive order. And the idea of transparency, I think most consumers, you know, in basic economics, transparency is great. Competition is great. Uh, but can you explain the ecosystem, the complex ecosystem of why healthcare prices um, have not really been transparent and, and what the issues are there? Sure. Uh, well, the primary reason, the primary uh, disconnect between the usual economics of transparency and consumers is health insurance. So uh, 92% of us have health insurance and uh, it's uh, 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 changes the way we look at prices. If we have insurance, this, the simplest case to think about is uh, if you were on Medicaid, let's say, uh, which is 100% coverage, you wouldn't care at all what the prices were uh, that the plan was paying because um, it doesn't matter to you. You'd pay nothing. Uh, and um, uh, and even if you're on private insurance where you may have a deductible, once you've covered your deductible, again, you don't care. And I guess that's the mirror image. The people who might care about prices, although so far the evidence that they can actually uh, they actually do pay that much attention would be people with big deductibles who would be buying things where they haven't covered their deductible yet so they'd be paying their own money then it would at least make economic sense for them to try to find a, a low price seller who is still reasonably decent and not too far from home but um, uh, if the evidence of the research evidence so far suggests they, they 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 may not be very good at that even then but the uh, uh, I guess one way to give kind of a bottom line is uh, on average, we only pay in the U.S. about 10% directly out of our pocket for health care, which means for 90 cents on the dollar, um, in most cases, uh, the person has no reason to care about the price. Uh, now, if you are a particularly persnickety kind of person, you can do what I did this morning, which is look at the drug that I picked up at the CVS for $15, and there's a very small print line there, uh, suggested retail price, it was $300. So I could be outraged about the $300, but I'm not really outraged because I only paid 15 bucks. Interesting. And can you explain also, you know, I've been reading, you know, about opponents of the executive order that say transparency will actually raise prices. Uh, can you yeah, explain well, that? Sure. Actually, this idea goes back to George Stigler, who won the Nobel Prize in economics, although I see the FTC is claiming credit for it. But the general, the, uh, bec partly because of this insurance uh, opacity that's introduced and just partly because of the nature of health care, uh, in many cases, there there isn't 
you can't look up in in the Wall Street Journal what's the going price today for a, you know a hospital day or a doctor visit. Uh, these things are negotiated, and often the market structure, particularly for hospitals, is one of oligopoly with just a few hospitals in a typical town. Uh, and uh, the uh, problem is that uh, there can still be a kind of competition that occurs when there are a few sellers in which. Uh, some sellers, we're not quite sure why or who, but some sellers will try to bring in more business by offering secret discounts, so to speak, uh, to either in- mostly insurers, uh, but maybe occasionally to an Arab sheikh or somebody who was trying to pay cash, but mostly to insurers, a secret discount that would uh, uh, entice them to make that uh, hospital their favorite provider. Uh, the, the problem is that as, uh, if you make all the secret price cuts transparent, then there's no longer any reason to keep it a secret. And the big boys, if you were a small hospital trying to build up business with a secret discount, the big boys in town can then see that you're kind of breaking the gentleman's club rules by uh, chiseling on prices compared to what the oligopoly would like to see charged. And they can come down on you like a ton of bricks by, for example, undercutting your prices and doing all sorts of other dastardly things to you that uh, uh, then if you sort of rewind the tape, uh, if, if the ability to give secret discounts goes away, there won't be any more secret discounts and prices could actually end up being higher with transparency rather than lower with transparency. And so is there any consensus as to which way it would go? Because I feel like, you know, if you theoretically create a, a marketplace most people in in general economics or in other you know industries like retail obviously that would drive prices down for drive prices yeah, down I, yeah. I just think it's fascinating that you see this kind of a disagreement whether it would go one way or the other is that surprising to you yeah, well the, uh, it's not just theory there was uh, we have had this sad experience medicaid uh, back to medicaid again instituted a rule the most favored nation rule that said, if you uh, are an insurer um, or if you're a hospital, you can't charge Medicaid anything less than you were uh, anything more than you were charging to the uh, insurer you were um, uh, trying to attract by um, paying less to. The result was that a hospital stopped offering discounts to other insurers and it didn't save Medicaid any money at all. So uh, there's some reason to worry that uh, <laughs> that this market may not work like an ordinary market. I personally think the uh, the kind of the tipping point, if there is going to be one, um, will have to come if it ever comes, where in a setting where people are are basically paying using insurance a lot less and paying a lot more out of pocket. Say if they had. Not the poor, of course, but if the rest of us had catastrophic insurance and maybe with a health savings account and we paid $7,000 out of pocket, then in principle, we might be motivated to um, search for low prices and that market might work. There is um, a claim. Uh, Although I recently looked at the evidence and found that lately it's not so persuasive that uh, to take an uninsured service, that's radio radio keratotomy, where you uh, have laser treatment on your eyes, so you no longer are four eyes. You can be your your handsome self. Uh, 
too it was invented too late for me <laughs> but uh but uh th there's no insurance there and it seems like competition really works there or at least worked for a while the latest data suggests prices are increasing there at the same rate as prices in healthcare in general but at least for a while that seemed to work but that was because it's 100 percent uninsured right and no insurance paid for that so that's our trade-off right so if we we kind of like insurance uh, protect from us from financial uh, uh, surprises but the um, sort of the the adverse side effect of insurance is that it attenuates the it basically screws up markets <laughs> mm -hmm. it attenuates the incentive uh, at least for the consumer the individual consumer uh, John Q public to go out and search now it, there's still a strong incentive for my insurer to go out and search for low prices for me but um, but not for not the, for me to do it myself. Is there anything outside of you know, a government intervention, I suppose, um, that could really get an increase in competition and transparency, or do you think it's just not really? It's just not the same as another um, well economic I guess, market. Yeah. So well, no, I don't. I uh, well, uh, it's. Um, it might not be all that different from auto body shop repair, actually. There may be some other markets that kind of like this. Uh, but uh, the, 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 there's a one gizmo that does seem to have some promise, and this is what's uh, 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 called ref, uh, re reference pricing, where effectively the insurance says if you have uh, a medical condition where you need a particular kind of drug, we, the insurer, have figured out that the lowest cost, lowest price source of that drug pays X dollars. So we are going to pay as an insurance benefit X dollars, and you can now get the drug wherever you want. But if you go to a place or, or your doctor chooses a brand that's higher than the reference brand, you're going to have to pay 100% of the extra. And the Germans did that, and it worked great. Uh, prices all just collapsed to the reference price. So maybe it'll work here. Uh, I mean, it does leave you a bit of at risk because what if you need the, uh, you know, the high price spread, uh, the more expensive drug for your condition? Uh, but so you, you, you'd now be at, at financial risk for having to pay that out of pocket. But that does actually seem to work uh, reasonably well. And the, then the other more deeply, uh, more revolutionary approach, I guess, is well, you could think of health plans competing uh, and they are sort of to line up different sellers with so-called narrow networks that are low priced and uh, you, you as a consumer now would make your choice not you you yourself wouldn't go out and try to find the um, low priced hospital but still reasonably decent and not too far from your house you'd find the insurer that covered that that had that hospital in its network and provided the savings to you in the form of a lower premium because they didn't contract with the expensive teaching hospital in town, although my colleagues across the street here at Penn at the health system probably wouldn't want me to say that. But that that would be the idea. You you basically would use your an insurer as your surrogate uh, price searcher. Uh, and uh, and maybe the transparency that the feds are after could help with that a little bit. So I want to be a little bit optimistic here. But I, I do think it's mostly, uh, you know, kind of 
a, a gesture, not 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 a substantial change uh, 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 that so far, given given the current structure of both the way health insurance markets work and for that matter, the way consumers are, are behave when it comes to health care. They, they really don't like to, for obvious reasons, um, you know, shop around while bleeding. Uh, <laughs> so... But you could do it. You could do it. I mean, there some states have already passed price transparency laws, like New Hampshire and some others. And again, the story is not that great. The, at least the evaluation suggests they, they, they haven't made an enormous impact, if any impact at all, on overall prices. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it's it doesn't cost too much to disclose these prices, but uh, it it. Well, I, it's hard to believe it'll make an enormous trans transformation, and and then there is that nagging worry, the George Stigler problem, that uh, this will um, actually um, remove the market for secret discounting, which was one of the few things that was keeping prices from flying off into the stratosphere. Yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all does shake out and the uncertainty around it, and I think a lot of it's a complicated issue, of course. So uh, there's definitely a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, worry, perhaps, and maybe we'll see if it's warranted or not. But um, thanks so much, uh, Mark, for your time today, your perspective on it. And um, as it does play out, we'd love to speak to you again and get your thoughts on it. Okay, great. Sure. This interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com slash industries to see more.